0: Hello, and welcome to Dies to Removal, the Magic of the Gathering podcast where Pleasant Kenobi... That's me. You might also know him as Vince. Yes. Do you think people know you more as Pleasant Kenobi or Vince? I
1: think it's Pleasant Kenobi, Vince, or the greatest beard in esports entertainment.
0: Definitely, definitely. Three. Oh, no, that's Saffron Olive, right? No, he's
1: not an esport entertainer. He's a... I don't know. I don't even know, you know where I'm going with that one. But yeah, people definitely know me as one of the greatest beards or milkable men in esports entertainment. All right, let's 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 let's
0: keep it there. Today we're going to be talking about paper Magic: The Gathering, and the title of this video we were just discussing before going live is a bit up in the air. I think I'm going to call it "The Future of Magic: The Gathering is Paper," as a callback to when Vince and I correctly predicted the future of Magic: The Gathering is Commander far before the year yeah. of Commander ever hit, and the reasons behind that will become clear, because what is the idea of this episode? So we
1: talked a little while ago, maybe my last visit to America, which was pre-global health crisis, we're talking almost two years ago, we had an episode where you had an hypothesis, a con- piece of conjecture, that the future of magic was going to be a unraveling and unpacking eventual lack of support for paper magic. Not the removal of paper magic cards, no. but that Wizard of the Coast would just stop are uh, supporting paper tournaments and paper play.
0: In other words, we felt at the time that, or uh, I felt at the time. Yeah, I was gonna say it's, a, yes, yes, yes. I'm not gonna, that. I'm not lumping you in with my crazy <laughs> episode. I felt at the time that Wizards w- was heading towards all things Arena. And I asked the question, what happens if Wizards continues to make paper cards but only really care about Arena? What would that look like? One example which did not come true was I said maybe they'll stop doing pre-release. They'll mm. just send the boxes to stores and let them do whatever it is they do. And that is not the case. Pre-release seems strong and healthy and remains to be an event I love and many Magic the Gathering players love. And it seems Wizards of the Coast continues to love. They take away pre-release. They're going to try rebranding a new, they're going to say a new beginning for Magic sets. And, they're, and it's going to be just how they got rid of game day. Game day was one of my favorite in-store events. It was always packed, uh, and, but it was a big problem. They had to send out the playmats, they had to send out the cards. That was a prediction that was wrong, but we wanted to go back over that video and see which predictions were right, which ones were wrong, and just what it means. And a lot of them, actually, as we're about to cover, were right, or were very right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yet, despite that, despite the fact that much of what we said in that episode was correct, I want to talk to you as well, Vince, about how I think Wizards of the Coast is not phasing out Paper Magic support now that it's been worth about the halfway point. I said over five years, the five-year plan to phase out Paper Magic support. And again, it was meant as a hypothetical talking point. We cover that a lot in that episode. On the, on the prediction
1: thing, I do want to say, so I don't think... I'm not saying we're savants or anything like that and that we, we can see the future. I do want to say that, and it's self-deprecating in some ways. Yes. If you throw enough predictions out there, some of them are bound to come up true. Because there were some in the video that weren't true. Like the, like like the pre-release one, sure, so That's just sure. me being like admitting that we didn't get it all right. But some of them were strangely, when we were watching back the episode, we were like, huh, that did literally happen. And that's yes. quite uncanny.
0: And I did want to just, for the last time, emphasize that that episode was meant as a hypothetical talking point. Yeah. But... In looking it over, me being hypothetical today, about halfway through that five-year plan, I think Paper Magic is stronger than digital in terms of Wizards' interest in it. I think Wizards maybe has shifted course. That even though many of the predictions we made came true, I think despite that, Wizards is now emphasizing Paper Magic and is less interested in their digital client as anyth- I think it's the reverse. I actually think they're interested to just leave Arena up there, take the money. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to put like intent or, or talk about their intent, right, but, yeah. but, but there, I would say, I would agree with you on this
1: statement, there's a course correction there. Because let's be honest, the last two years, the world has changed in ways that no one could have expected or predicted. And I think that might have changed their attitudes towards what their plans were. But we'll come into that as we go through the points and stuff, I guess.
0: Correct, correct. But it is interesting to me that a year of global pandemic led to an explosion in not only Paper Magic, but a format that requires in-person multiplayer. It can be played on Magic Online. It can't be played on Magic Arena. And the year of Pandemic should have been the year of Magic Arena. And in a lot of ways, not to be critical on Magic Arena, but in a lot of ways, it just it didn't do as it didn't get as much of the spotlight yeah. as paper magic cards paper magic products they're selling off the shelves wizards making a fortune off of yep. so much paper magic that they're they're turning around and saying, "Hey, the, arenas over a, there, paper magic's there's a great over bit here." Of
1: context that's important to all this. So don't forget. Around two years ago, approximately about two and a half years ago, we had the esports push. We had the right. the trailers for like the world will know, and we had arena coming up. And this is probably what's putting the ideas in your head that that's the future of magic. That's the way they want to go. And of course, what like, the course of correction involves that there isn't really a talk of esports anywhere anymore. There was like esports websites set up that are now like uh, like um, uh, archived and stuff where they're not really pushing that angle. They have changed and realized that during the pandemic, they've made close to a billion dollars of profit. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that, that wasn't necessarily Arena because your argument was, was if Arena was doing that, that would be their focus. But it seems like they're making money with
0: collectibles and other paper things that Arena just doesn't do very well. Well, if they've well, ended... They've ended the the MPL yeah, now, yeah. and they have not been able to have GPs because of the pandemic. They were already winding down on GPs. I felt before the pandemic, where yeah. we saw the shift to Magic Fest, where there's a GP there, but that wasn't the main attraction. We, we, we talk
1: about minimal coverage in that episode, and coverage coverage was then completely removed before then. Magic Fest, obviously dried up and disappeared maybe perhaps because of the situation on the planet but yeah we were seeing um, it changing and we were making predictions but I don't know if we expected it to go quite the way it did so quickly if I'm honest.
0: Well here's the thing When you look at that clip again, you'll see that we kind of outlined exactly what happened. Yeah. And what we said there was that Wizards is going to pull out its own involvement in competitive magic and just let other places do their own competitive magic. Channel Fireball will hold its own events. Star City Games will hold its own events. And Magic the Gathering, or I'm sorry, Wizards of the Coast, will not need to have its own official circuit so much. And that is exactly what happened. Let's say that they decided to end paper support, part of that means they are done, Wizards of the Coast is done with organized play. That doesn't mean Channel Fireball, Star City Games, uh, 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 other organizations that might spring up are gonna run magic events, maybe wide global tournaments, but Wizards has stepped out of support and we made a very accurate prediction there didn't we because wizards of the coast is not doing anything with competitive paper magic they still are running some uh competitive arena events but it's kind of winding down they've pulled the plug on the MPL and at the time we made that video the MPL still had paper events as well as digital
1: well, the the MPL was a good case for um uh uh, the, the, the esports push, but also that they did care about people, like you're saying.
0: Yeah, I said in that video, I
1: was sat in that chair, and I was like, well, "What about the MPL though?" That shows that they're investing money in those things. Gone, like, you know, it's gone. Bear in mind, there could be something replacing the MPL. We don't know what that is at this time of recording because of us recording ahead of time. Right, we could get stuck on the bottom here where we record this, and in two weeks they announce the MPL replacement. We don't know that. Just Maybe to, to
0: age it a little. But bit. I think it's interesting that when they announced the end of the MPL, they did a big Q and A, uh, and their representative did describe throughout it this recurring idea of there's nothing wrong with local game stores having their own circuits, regions having their own organized circuits, that we don't have to be the ones doing it. Competitive magic will survive without us having something like the MPL, which is, of course, true, but also indicated, I felt, this idea of, like, well, it's hard to do. Let other people do it. And why should we do it? We're making record profits in a year where we didn't do any of it. Why would we want to bring it back?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked about that and compared it to the judge program because the judge program is the thing that was in-house and it was just too much hassle for Wizards to deal with. And I guess you could argue competitive is very much the same thing. Like, it's it's good for the game. It's healthy for the game. The community would want these things, tournaments and stuff. But w- if other people will step up to the plate, why should Wizards really bother? And we're seeing that now, right? The, the next big event is this weekend after the recording of this is Vegas. And that is Help by Channel 5. Well, it's not a Magic Fest because Magic right. Fest is the branded Wizards
0: name that may never come back for we know. Uh, WOTC isn't involved in this, unless it turns out on the back end they gave like maybe a discount. I don't think they did. I think this is an experiment in WOTC's part as well of let's see what happens. And Mm -hmm. I think the answer is what's going to happen is it's going to be a very successful convention or gathering, or as I've been jokingly calling it, just it's a GP. Channel Fireball's just doing a GP. For all (laughs)
1: intents and purposes, that is the name of these events, yeah.
0: And I think they're just going to keep doing them. And that's further going to make Wizards of the Coast ask the question, why would we ever get involved in that again? We had judges, we had lawsuits because of that. We had hassle, we had all kinds of stuff we had to deal with. They had an entire person whose job it was to oversee mm-hmm. their competitive uh, uh, direction. And it's like, Channel is doing fine. Whatever benefit Magic the Gathering as a game and a, a product gets from having GPs they'll still theoretically get it if Channel Fireball is just doing it on its own and Star City Games will still do the Star City tour and there will probably be, there's going to be some Northwestern circuit that might pop up and some Southern, some, maybe some game store in, in Texas will come up and be like, we're going to do the South Regionals of Magic or something like that and 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 it, someone in the UK maybe will do a similar yeah, thing yeah. and XM, then people PM come in from this. Europe, yeah. Yeah. And that's cool and that's great and even though our prediction in the video about Possibly them distancing from paper magic came true. I still feel that shows how strong paper magic is. I still feel that if that is, is something that wizards can pull the plug on and then it'll come back possibly stronger than it was before, yeah. it's showing that paper magic is not ever going anywhere. And it's showing that the stuff that Watsy does kind of manage, like those are those those arena competitions they're holding, the numbers are all are, are are really, and I mean this is no disrespect to the, pe- the competitors involved, many of whom are my friends or just people I admire, they're doing great stuff, but some for some reason, people aren't tuning in.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is probably a good point to unpack, like, what you mean by paper didn't do too <clears throat> well, they're falling away from it, and then the future is paper sort of thing, right? Because... I think, correct me if I'm wrong here, but we got we got paper players, organised tournament play, right? right? And that's gone away in terms of what wizards are dealing with. It maybe, maybe the MPL replacement will be some sort of world slash high end thing where they do like an invite only thing. Maybe what we're talking about here with paper in the future of Magic is that. Wizards have started to make this transition and this change towards like really going in on the collectible side of things, yes. right? And we've seen this in the olden days of Magic where they, they cared about collectors by doing the reserve list. But nowadays, we're seeing whale product after whale product after whale product. Right Now, th- that's an interesting direction. And uh, that's something we didn't really put... At the time of us recording, Secret Lairs had just been announced. Something that I do think is interesting as a question, and I want to ask you this question here, where we're talking about tournaments going away, collectibility going up, right? And we've right. seen the pandemic cards getting popular. Do you think Magic was ever, and this is a very, like, not the whole topic of the, the, the podcast, right? Do you think it was ever possible that Magic could have been a successful eSports if managed better?
0: Do you think Magic I could have been an eSport? I, I, uh, so I actually uh, have an entire video about whether or not where I speak to an eSports person who has a, a, a deep ties into mm. eSports history with other games, and I ask, could Magic the Gathering be an eSport? Is it even an eSport? The conclusion I've come to over the years looking at this is that Magic is difficult to uh, present. Mm -hmm, It is mm -hmm. difficult to view. However, while it wouldn't be a top esport where it's not going to get League of Legends numbers in viewership, I do believe that Magic could be a successful competitive game with broadcast and even with profitability, Had it been managed better, one point of many, I don't want to get into the whole esports thing, but a great point of many is that they're like, well, it's so expensive to put on and we only have 10,000 people watching a GP versus, you know, 80,000 people watching some major other tournament, but then they wouldn't go out there and let a team be sponsored individually by Taco Bell or Red Bull, where that team could then make the money. And they were like, no, 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 you can't have like Taco Bell jerseys on. And they should have, they should have said, no problem, your team can be sponsored by Taco Bell. You've got your jerseys on let so, the money come into it and i think that it's a smaller audience but it's more intense and popular or not more intense and focused mm-hmm. and that there is profit in that and also i think that is part of why the collectability is so big now because i think that all those years ago had they done what they're doing now it wouldn't have worked and i think that the fervent and passionate player base that they developed over those years is now ready to go all in on the things that have never been around before mm-hmm. and i worry yeah without that driving little bloodline to make people really excited to get modern cards and weird frames or re- weird artwork. But if modern isn't a, a thing, then why would they do so? that
1: was always the argument, yeah. that, that that the competitive scene, this paper-organized play stuff, drove the sale of cards, right. drove the sale of packs, drove the need for staples to be cracked and yeah. opened, right? And I, I, what I'm getting at really is this whole, do you think it could have been eSport? Did they stumble? Is that what they've transitioned and changed? Is that... I wonder if that mentality is all but gone and they now they can see that the game is super profitable on a point where there was no tournaments because oh, sure. they're selling the whale stuff and commander and the casual play is now the focus of their paper
0: future, right? I believe and again I have no idea if this is true, I believe for WotC that's gone. I think they're they're like we don't need to do this. It's not what Magic's about. I believe they're wrong in that. I think that it is what Magic's about to the degree that Use the example of modern. We're about to go to a modern GP literally tomorrow. Yeah, and yeah. and it's simply that that is going to come back. It, someone else is going to do it. And maybe they'll do it right. And maybe that, that uh, uh, Southern or Northwestern or British uh, uh, tournament scene will finally say, yeah, go put Taco Bell in your jerseys. We don't care. And suddenly there's going to be money in it. The pros will come back from flesh and blood or they'll do both uh, uh, yeah. or, or what have you. And I think that's also a really big sign as well. Flesh and Blood's success is in many yeah. ways tied to Watsy left money on the table, mm-hmm. and and suddenly, and Flesh and Blood is doing it, Really, it's not
1: unfair to say. And I don't think you think it's unfair to say, and someone might say in the comments. But Flesh and Blood have just picked up the torch that Wizards kind yeah. of dropped, both in. Tournament structure, the naming conventions and stuff, the focus on 1v1 organised play, nationals leading into worlds, the, the the path to the pro tour, I think it's called something slightly different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've literally just gone, if you're not going to use it, we can. We can. And they're doing it. To great success, and I would say. The thing is, I do think Magic could have done that. I do think it could have been the esport, even if it is a little bit difficult to watch. But Arena was never really fit for that purpose to do it. So they kind of stumbled, and now they're like, well, we've stumbled. Instead of having Arena 2.0, or whatever, which you might right. get in years to come, they're like, oh, actually, we can just make a lot of money without investing and trying to innovate we can just well I guess it's technically innovate. Secret layers is technically innovation, perhaps not
0: <laughs> I think secret layers is innovation run amok. Yeah. And one of our other predictions that we made in that video was that they were going to just do the most self-destructive things to paper to essentially get every drop they could from it. And you were nodding when we were re-watching the episode at that moment, and I was actually kind of shaking my head a little bit, but where we essentially said, Magic will do the most outrageous, self-destructive things in paper because they know they're done with paper on their end after that. I don't know that that's what secret layers are. If we had the meeting that okay. we're ending paper support over 5 years then in that meeting the first question that an executive would say is how can we squeeze every drop of money over those 5 years what are the most outrageous self-destructive things to paper that we could do that we can just get every penny from it as possible because we don't care because 5 years from now we're done caring about paper paper will exist but we will not care about it and one answer to that is is these things like the products for whales where all right let's do 250 direct from us only it's eight foil planeswalkers in super art okay let's do $500 it's t- it's one planeswalker and one non-foil legendary like le- and let's keep doing everything we can think of as much you're seeing in some ways you see this build up before the decline, where wow, they are going for every penny they can out of paper. You're you you you're you're going to see things that you thought you would never see, like we're gonna actually just directly sell maybe some singles that were printed to just cash in on things like hundred dollar scalding tarns, we'll have a fetch land $50 or- a, a fetchland box. Uh, 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 that's a play set of whatever fetch land that will print off with crappy quality to be mailed off to you automatically. We're going to totally destroy things like the singles market. Interesting fact is that when we recorded that, Secret Layers we show a secret layer in that video, but when we recorded it, we did not know what secret layers were. They had not even announced them. And over the editing of that video over three weeks or so, where we were editing it, they said, here's our first secret layer. The very first one got shown off on your channel, ironically. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I believe there was a behind the conversation. It was like, oh, yeah. we've... We've, we've got a thing that's out of date now because I've just got I've got awesome right. to show this thing. I showed the Goblins one off and stuff. Right,
0: right. And so yeah. we literally, in that episode, we tried to actually cover it up. <laughs> I, I think we, should, we did wrong on that where we just flashed the secret layer imagery on screen. And I think I should have put a note in because yeah. this is how it happened. We recorded that prediction of direct-to-consumer sales, of special art. We literally say that in the episode. And then two weeks later, they announced secret layers. But I think secret layers are not a sign of them like just trying to squeeze every drop from paper and walk away. I think maybe it started as that. But I think secret layers are, in some ways, why they're they're walking away from Arena because they are so profitable, it's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Because
1: you said in that video, again, you were talking about I was I was being the uh, optimist. You're like burning yes. the field, right? Like the goal is money and you're just burning the field as you go right. to get to that goal. And I don't think they're doing that anymore because it's very evident that they can keep making this game very, very profitable for a long, long time by selling collectibles to people based off nostalgia and brand loyalty to other products like Fortnite and Street Fighter or Warhammer and stuff like that. Right. So I think there's definitely a change there.
0: I I think this is what I'm going to say. I think they're burning the field, but they were very surprised to find that the field grew back so fast that by the time the field one end, they start at one end of the field, they burn it. And by the time it's gone to the end, the first end where they started burning it has already grown back. And so they burnt it again and then it grew back. And that's why we're getting secret layers every month because to their shock, it's just growing back. And I think going back to our previous point, that whole the field grows back thing is Channel Fireball putting on a modern GP. I was about
1: to say that's... I don't necessarily agree with the whole fact that they're probably trying to like you know burn it all as they went. I don't know if I agree with that. But I do think this growing back unexpectedly thing will happen, as we will see. Like, uh, Red Bull will run an untapped thing during the right. pandemic and stuff like that. Twitch audiences are primarily for people playing 1v1 limited and standard on Arena. Those audiences do exist. They might not be as big as what, what Wizards envision. They might not be the esports right. dream. But they're there, and they're still spending money and getting involved. So I think they're going to be like, get rid of competitive magic but actually the the community will probably profit up more than they expected them to.
0: Yes, not only that, but that will then be profitable because if the modern GPs are the big success, remember when it was literally an issue, Watsi was not wanting to do things like a non-standard GP because they thought standard sold packs. Yeah, and then they, yeah. they, they did one pity legacy GP and it had amazing attendance. Yeah, there's, there's and they were trying to deny it. I cry about yeah. that in
1: this and people have forgotten about it. I'm still upset and annoyed about that. Because
0: yeah. legacy GPs sell
1: out like they're insane. They have such high like um
0: and no, where I mean, Watson I mean, and I believe Legacy <sighs> and Pi and Modern and and Pioneer and all the non-rotating formats, all of them, POP or two, sell packs. And mm-hmm. I think that as soon as Watsy is no longer in control of GPs and just other people are doing it, suddenly you'll simply have legacy modern GP circuits that emerge, and that, I believe, will make secret layers sell even more.
1: And this is this is one of the other big mistakes I want to mention, by the way, is that historic and them going to be like, oh, we're going to take digital cards in here, no longer it's attached to paper, I think is them stumbling and making a very big problem, because that means that... People can't prop up paper tournaments mm-hmm. for Historic. It doesn't drive that, that that desire to get those staples. I think that is them just like two sides of the company not communicating with each other potentially. I think that's a big mistake. And maybe in a year or two's time, we'll look back on me saying that and be like, oh, Historic's the strongest thing on Arena. Who knows? Who knows? But that's a I, big I, I don't
0: think so. And I think that actually, uh, uh, whereas the title of this episode is going to be The Future of Magic the Gathering is Paper, Uh, It could equally have been the future of Magic the Gathering is not digital because I really do see signs that though Arena is grossly profitable and though they have done things like release 400 plus cards at a single set Mm -hmm. overnight onto Arena is I'm, you know, you talk about why we get a lot of these predictions right. And yeah, you could say, well, if you just say a million things, you'll get half a million things right. But I think we get more right than we get wrong if you were to look back over the last... 20 plus episodes of this show, there's some real doozies we get right on the head. And I think that's because as somebody who, you know, as people who are analyzing the game on such a a way where it's our day-to-day life, literally every day waking up, looking at this game, but also not associated with the company. We're in game stores. We're in chat rooms. We're in all of that stuff, really seeing the community and responding to it. And I see... The, the signs, I well, see the matrix. you patterns, right? And you notice that, the that, that
1: video has got a very strong pattern in it where we talk about how they're saying they can't put Modern Horizons on a reader. Right. And I was laughing last night when we yeah. checked the old episode because they did a 500-card dump of right. Jumpstart 2 Historic Anthologies where they dumped a large body of the Modern Horizons cards on there, which just went to show that they just tell you a line to obfuscate, the whatever the word is, to yeah, hide correct. the truth. Troop, hide the truth that, from that you. One is that's, not, that's correct. not the right word <laughs> not the good hard one messed up the, the easy one to hide the truth and we and that's the thing have we've seen that time and time again so when it comes to the news piece of news you'll be like oh that so i mean you spot these things you yeah. see the patterns and that helps you to get some of this stuff right even if it's just being incredibly skeptical in it working out
0: the fact <laughs> that we don't see them investing in the areas of arena that would give it the the obvious longevity that Mm. it needs. We are seeing more and more bugs on Arena. We are seeing more and more issues. We just had a pre-release on Arena and it was crashing.
1: It was unplayable. It was unplayable.
0: Saffron Olive had to go onto Magic Online to, in order to do his pre-release stream. Mm-hmm. That is not a good sign when Magic Online is performing better in terms of stability than Magic Arena. And it starts to break down your ecologies,
1: or your, your bumble, Because like I couldn't record gameplay before I came out to the states, yeah, because Arena was a mess, and I wanted to record with the new cards. Right, so you start to, it starts to damage all sorts of parts. It's crazy. But and, and I, want, not to get into the weeds of this, but like Spectator mode was a thing that should have been able to help the esports push. Right. And they were just like, not worth it. Right. So was that was that they thought it wasn't worth it and they blundered? Or did they just go, actually, you know what? This isn't what we need to do. It's not worth it because we're changing direction. At
0: this There's point. no way to know. Yeah. But what, but what I do know is interesting this. Interesting as a, as a point. At this point, if they were supporting Arena properly, they would have done the right investment of money and resources. It's been years now. To have things like a spectator mode, to have things like multiplayer when their number one format, their number one format is a multiplayer format, and their, their number one digital client does not have multiplayer, and they seem to, I mean, maybe they're, tomorrow they're going to announce multiplayer comes to arena. It's just to have the infrastructure, the, the, yeah. the space on screen.
1: And that's an interesting point. The multiplayer thing is a really interesting point because it goes to show that their plans initially were in two different directions. Yeah. You've got the growth of Commander. You've got the year of Commander. You've got the secret there, collectibles on one side. Then you've got your premier digital client that no one thought... Maybe we should put the multiplayer in it. It just shows that there's almost two parts of the company yeah. that weren't working together, uh, and it ended up being that one of those sides is now sort of like winding, not winding down, but it's not the oh, focus no. anymore. I, I
0: actually, I, I think winding down is fair because I think what they're doing now is what I saw them doing with Paper two and a half years ago when we did that video, which is just pump, let's pump and dump, get the money. And if the future of Paper Magic is just Commander. Which doesn't require organized play, which doesn't require Friday night magic, which doesn't require pre-release or any of those things. Then as those things all go away, everybody's excited for their foil soul ring or their, uh, uh, uh Kaladesh invention art style arcane signet or their, their, their textless full art borderless foil commander that they get by spending $50, $100, $200 on Arena Gems, and then they get a Brawl deck on Arena to get a Commander Fix on Arena, that sort of thing. And you're gonna start seeing that more and more. And that's part of put 400 cards on there that you have to spend a huge amount of money on, on packs to get and all of this, and just just get the coins, get the money, release it two days early because Magic players are like, yeah, I wanna play it now. Yeah. And and I I don't see them saying, look, We really should have a multiplayer function on this. Look, we really should have a spectator mode on this. Look, we really should not have this level. Like, a bug here and there is going to happen. But literally, on Premiere Day, the client to have that type of a problem... There is a
1: fair argument that a lot of games on release day of the new set, the new expansion, you see it with MMOs a lot, have problems. But... In all fairness, if you compare it to the other real competitors in the same sort of like infrastructure, Legends of and Hearthstone, mm-hmm. they aren't seeing the same problems on release day that we're seeing. Yes. But but also, and this is t- we're going this is the tinfall hat moment. We always have one tin hat moment per episode, right? My tinfall hat moment here yes. is that there's no multiplayer on arena, and that's a very good way to sell you arena 2.0. Because you're like, you all want multiplayer, we've given it to you. However, it's the next system with the new ecosystem where right. your cards don't carry over and, and that would be yeah. that would be
0: disgusting and kind of predatory, but it's a very good selling point. That's a good point. They would, a disgusting, predatory. It sounds like right up their alley. Yeah. So, I mean, well, yeah, so let guys. us not forget that prior to Arena, we had this little program called uh, Duels of the Planeswalkers, mm-hmm. or then later just Magic Duels. Which was full of microtransactions in the we're last Full couple. of microtransactions, and then out of nowhere, they said, we're done with it. People had bought gold on, on duels, and there was no system to, for them to either get their their money back on what they invested in and i thought a classy thing wizards could have done would have been to say we will we will figure out how to do it and we're going to transfer that to something, maybe not a one for one, but it is going to count as some it's kind currency of currency arena, to yeah, yeah. Arena where you can redeem it. Like, we're going to put a little item in the dual store. You purchase that item and you enter in your Arena name, and then they drop X gems in your account. Yeah. And it, it just leaves, it's a way that you, you, you transfer your stuff. Up. They're like,
1: nah, like it sucks to be you. <laughs> like, you know, the way that each Pokemon game has some way to get your Pokemon to the next one. Yeah, 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 right? like it's
0: even, And you're not buying them with microtransactions, nope. but it's time and energy invested. Though, so given the way sort of Pokemon's thing. going, be careful. If yeah, they're that's watching, the, they're yeah I know that. Yeah, I know that. I wanted yeah. to get, I wanted to get my poke, my favorite Pokemon on Sword and Shield, and I was willing to pay to have them added to Sword and Shield so I could play with my favorite Pokemon. And I'm so shocked they did not You've let me. You just said that. don't give them
1: ideas, and now you're sat there being yeah. like, oh, "I will yeah. pay, I you will pay.
0: pay." I'm an addict for my, I'm a Poke
1: maniac. Talk about predatory stuff. So yes. that, that's, I think that's a good segue to. At the time, we were joking about, "Oh, they're going to push it further and further with the envelope," and we saw it like the ultimate secret lair thing came six months later. It's not like right. that which was the, the Fetchland thing, which. I would, in our episode, I would never have guessed they were going to do a $300. Well, how
0: much was it? $300. Uh, Roughly the price for Commander's Anthologies? Oh, yeah, $300. <laughs> he he said, it's just going to be a little bit more. He said, a little bit more. We can't give you the exact price, a little bit more than Commander Anthology. And Commander Anthology was 100 dollars And then it turned out it was double the cost of a Commander Anthology. Yeah. And we're
1: talking about the five is Five, five festivals.
0: In a very big box, though. In a box that was this big. <laughs> Yeah, and we never predicted
1: that. That was like beyond our pushing it thing. That we it went a lot quicker than I expected. Yeah, I guess.
0: I I, I I certainly think we were right about that. What about we had also talked about the idea of there being simultaneously paper products in game stores and that you could buy direct, sell it direct only, or sell it direct. So when the next master's like product comes out, they might wet their toes in this by saying, available at your local game store and also on the Wizards store simultaneously. Available on both. And then eventually, this one's just on the store. And so what we're going to see is one way or another, more and more direct from Wizards, not just special products, but regular products as well, that they would rather just sell it to you direct. And we said, in other words, I can go to my local game store and purchase a booster box or a fat pack Or I could go to wizardsofthecoast.com and purchase that booster box and fat pack for the same or possibly even better price. That was one of our predictions. You said that didn't happen, and I say it did. Because it's just you're going to Amazon.com, and Mm -hmm. Amazon is where Wizards sends the product. And I think Wizards is not only selling their products directly to consumers via Amazon and that method, but they're undercutting game stores because it's yeah. cheaper to, to buy it on Amazon than from my local game store. There
1: are layers and curtains here to hide what's really happening, right? Yes. Like Amazon is effectively direct to sell. Uh, stores do get stuff. Stores do? do get exclusive stuff. But we were, we were looking at the exclusive stuff they are getting yesterday, like the pathway um, follow-up to the fetch one that right. no one wanted. Um, double feature that's coming in January. like really, they Or, be as t- I call
0: it, a double disappointment. Yeah. But
1: Oof. they should be getting the things like Tiny Star Remastered and they should be getting the Double Masters right. and all those sort of stuff, even a bit earlier than Amazon is and stuff like that, to promote sales in the GameStop. They're not getting the cool hot ticket. Right. They're getting the stuff that almost seems like a like an off-cut of, like, oh, we have this product yeah we didn't think it would be that good. It's already gone to production. You can have it. Sort right. of.
0: Not only that, but a lot of them are only going to the most premium game stores, whereas yeah, yeah. they do things such as Love Your Local Game Store Day, and then that is only for the premium stores. And ninety percent of stores are not premium, or something like that. There, like there are famous stores like like our friend, friend of the channel, uh, Cassius Marsh's store is. I was surprised to learn it's not a premium store. He's applied, he was denied. That's how strict it is. Uh, and and it's just like, oh my goodness, like like how does how does Joe's local game store or Mary's local game Store going to get premier status if it's that yeah. stringent of a process. And they're like, Hey, it's love your local game store day just for the premier stores. Hey, we've got these great things like double feature. Imagine if double feature had been good just for the pre- it's just for yeah, the like, here. The non premium stores are laughing at the premium stores for having to carry that product. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gonna cost as much as double masters. <laughs> Do we, we don't know for certain we don't know. at this point. We've already started getting pricing information yeah, yeah, uh, on yeah. the pipeline and so again it's all guesswork but it sounds like they were like yeah it's double. It's double it's two it's rares in a pack. Two rares maybe double three, with the, foil, maybe three right. with the foil. Double masters pricing. The, the, the other interesting
1: thing that kind of went off the back of this whole point is that during the shareholder meeting this year yeah. they had a, a port, port point where someone was still on stage telling the shareholders at their live conference thing that they've had an increase in revenue through direct to consumer sales. Right. And they're referring to the J-Sneakers they're referring to the Secret layers, they're from mm-hmm. to the direct-to-consumer sales through Wizards' website, which two years ago didn't really exist as a thing. This is a new venture for them, a new revenue stream. Right. So it has been happening, and that does cut out the game stores, the little right. game stores.
0: And so I think that's another prediction that uh, was, was pretty accurate, and that's followed by another one. What do you think about this one? We said they're going to crash non-standard formats in order to make it so that standard is the go-to format.
1: I mean, there's no longer that Modern Horizons itself is kind of a, 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 a smash and grab, because they're just like, here's all these ludicrous cards that I've thrown into, and what the Spark, to the extent as well, throwing eternal formats into, into absolute disarray, right. and legacy. there you go. And, 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 then, and people
0: are like, so what's going to happen that's next? that's another ending paper support, which is that they're going to cash in and collapse non-standard and draft formats so that modern it's a a train wreck that people are not interested in like they used to be we only want standard and 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 draft and so that i mean that's already their emphasis but what i want to talk about is the idea much like legacy being able to continue without wizard support much like you mentioned popper was still being played before the big popper overhaul uh we are now over five years in the future let's pretend and uh, has Wizards the earth of the turned Coast.
1: into a balling? Has uh, the earth burnt to a crisp yet? No, we... it's only five
0: years. Okay, okay, uh, uh, and and so we're f- over five years in the future. And Wizards of the Coast has now officially, really ended, and t- offering any support to paper that uh, through all the things we just mentioned have come to pass. What does paper magic look like? Because it still exists. And I would say the first thing, and I'm going to point this out, is 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 your uh company that you work with, mm-hmm. Channel Fireball, is is still running gps and your uh, uh i guess your arch enemies at star city games though i'm glad they're around because they're running videos like th- yeah. two weeks ago
1: we're, right. we're fine we're okay. they're fine they're fine
0: <laughs> uh, uh star city games is running paper events luckily they run modern and legacy and stuff like that as well i, I keep trying to get them to run popper right star city games uh, uh uh but they're they're running tournaments uh what are we seeing we're seeing that their it, coverage is what it is now. Where I'd love to see more coverage, but how is that profitable for these companies? Standard isn't doing so hot. But I was going to
1: say it's the, it sounds almost the other way around, where the price of standard cards are so
0: well. That's like, a good thing that the price is accessibility definitely. But what's not a good thing is is that nobody wants to play standard. Yes. Yeah. And, and necessarily and, even and not reasons, nobody, yeah. but it's just standard was used to be the talk of everyone's you mm-hmm. know like conversation. And now it's not, but do you think that they took actions to kind of sabotage or crash the non-standard formats? Yeah. Uh, not Commander, of course, but... I
1: wouldn't say the word sabotage. Okay, What crash. I would say is... Uh, they were perhaps more willingly neglectful, or they're more willing for things to get bad. Not so I don't think they. I don't think someone sat down that wizard's and were like, "Let's kill legacy right now with no. this, with a bullet that's called Ragavan, Right, that was not their plan. But I do think they were like, "Oh, this is going to have repercussions," and everyone was like, "Wow, that doesn't really matter so much." Yes, but I think. But I think I don't know if that's part of the new plan. I've been saying for several years now that I feel like they are not as quick to act or care about those older formats. and That's been the case for three or four years now, maybe a bit longer. So I don't know if that's that's new, but we're seeing it in more extreme measures. Modern Horizons 1, Modern Horizons 2, and just the general power level of Magic is just absolutely wrecking those older formats. Um, and yeah, that could be seen as this whole burning the field. Uh, it's still growing back. There's people sure. still playing this format's weirdly.
0: I, I mean I thought when they made Modern Horizons 1, which again was after or right at when we did that video. It and had just came out because I mentioned that in six in the video. And and my thing was cool, this ends the modern format by uh, transforming it into we need the modern horizons cards. Adding original cards to modern isn't what Modern's you know mission statement had been. Mm-hmm. And so I felt that it transformed the format. And I felt that was we're getting our money off of Modern Horizons. And then modern will peter out. And then I think you're right, the grass grew back, modern persisted. They released Pioneers not too long after modern horizons, and then modern. Was more popular than Pioneer. Still, they released Modern Horizons two. It was the best selling product of all time. Well, they but learned from Standard, they, right? they say that about every product yeah, these days.
1: Yeah, yeah. They the, the, the Walking Dead criticisms were completely null and void because it sold well. Right. That was right their, yeah. like, they, sure. But they've learned from Standard. They learned that if we rotate things and force people to buy new cards, yeah. they'll buy new cards because they like these formats. And that's right. what Modern and Legacy do now is that they've rotated. They're not meant to rotate, but they right. do because, like you said, Modern Horizons, post Modern Horizons, Modern is nothing like the Modern before. Right. There are cards that are never going to go away. They're not going to. The banks are not 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 too good. So right. the format has transformed overnight, and you've got to pick up new cards and new decks. It happened again with Modern Horizons two, and it happened again with Modern Horizons three. And now we have artificial rotation, which is their way of being like, oh, actually, we can make money from these formats. We kind of lied or weren't really aware that we could in the past. Yes. So it's learning from the 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 the, the, the structure of standard. They said,
0: what a great way. They said, we've got. Uh, a modern 2.0 in the form of Pioneer coming out. What's our final torching to modern? Create made for modern cards and huge pushes in power. And we sell that product and then that worked we torch the field. And they do that. They're like, look at that. We got all that money. Oh, shoot. The grass just grew back.
1: I don't, I just don't, I'm, I'm going to go on the record. You don't saying, think that was their intent? I, no, I don't think it was a conscious, let's destroy this. But I do think there's probably a conscious of like, we don't have to be that careful because it's not our main breadwinner. And then they're like, oh, but it is making a lot of bread because people will buy the premium product by the bucket load.
0: And ironically, this is why my thesis is paper is the future of magic and paper is stronger than digital and all of that for this episode. Despite the fact they did the things that should have been destructive, it all just exploded in a big success and and modern is still being played even though it's more expensive than than ever. Fetchlands are no longer the most expensive thing you need for modern. Which is good. Which and credit is good. credit is
1: due, they did finally reprint them and they have they bought the flights down. They did finally
0: reprint them in the most expensive packs ever, but yes. yes yeah, there's they did finally reprint them. They, they are very... They're not, no, uh, they've got multiple reprints, Brian. Think of the uh, single Box topper you can get for like Centicard Right, whatever. Right, right. Popper is another example where uh they literally I had Gavin on this channel, and I said, Look, everyone is identifying this blue common from Modern Horizons 2 as as being uh or was it Modern Horizons? It was uh one of those. Which common was it? Uh it was the I think it was Modern Horizons, it was the the blue that gives you monarch. monarch. monarch.
1: That was Commander Legends.
0: That was Commander Legends, yeah, right? That's and that was why similar I was talking thing. to Gavin. Similar that's why I was talking though, to Gavin, thing. and I said, Gavin. Every single person says, this is going to break Popper, And he says, well, we obviously identified that, but we needed it for the success of the Commander Legends thing. And he says, I don't think it'll be, he, he, he was like, I don't think it'll be as bad as you're, you're thinking it was. But then they waited forever to ban it because they don't like to ban a card from a set right when it comes out, even in a format like Popper. And then Popper just went stagnant because of it. And then in Modern Horizons 2, they released not one but two cards that, again, everyone immediately said... Is that like Ephemerate? And... No, no, no. That was Modern Horizons 1. was Ephemerate. Right. Uh, uh, no, it was uh, Squirrel Storm, uh, Chatterstorm. Oh, of course. And yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, Affinity uh, Artifacts cards. When card all the Storm that...
1: Payoffs are already banned in Pauper. It does suggest that another Storm yeah. Payoff might be a problem. Sojourner's
0: Companion. Companions Ruined Popper. They got there. The yeah. card was Sojourner's Companion. Yeah, so even yeah. in Popper, Companions ruined Popper, and it was the same deal where they waited until that format. We reached a point where Popper players staged a protest where they entered in a yes. Premier Popper and more power to you. Every one of you get an A from the professor. They entered into a Premier League uh, Popper competition with decks that were nothing but basic lands, mm-hmm. and and the top eight were all basic lands decks or uh, something to that the, no, no, the Yeah, The people deck.
1: were purposely conceding to the 50 or 60 island deck.
0: Right. Saying, oh, oh, well, you're
1: part of the protest. Sure. So right. Concede. And those people were all top eighted. So right. the top eight dump deck list was just like islands
0: and forests. Right. It was fantastic. It and, was fantastic. And the people
1: were trying to get it to happen with Legacy recently as well. And
0: that day, not even the next day, but that day, the watsi staff that's in charge of bannings literally took to Twitter and said, we're, we have an emergency banning announcement for Popper tomorrow. Those cards that you've been screaming about since before they were printed and every day since, fine, now we'll ban them. And, and that's Paul, what it took. Yeah, but Paul, they claim they progress? were going to make that announcement the next day anyway. They claim it was a yeah, pure really coincidence. Won. And I claim... Bull plop.
1: Because pauper, I guess, doesn't sell packs like modern does. Yeah.
0: Right? That's the interesting thing. They're probably
1: more willing for that to completely rot. Sure. Because... It, does it doesn't sell.
0: It doesn't sell packs, but I believe it adds to the stability of oh, the I'm overall not, game. Oh, Yeah, it's not a value judgment about Popper. No, 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 no. I meant like cool. that's my rebuttal yeah, to that. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like you're not ever going to have Popper masters, nor should you. I, I, I think maybe some Popper precons could be fun, but I do think Popper. I wish they would recognize that. Oh, this is a good thing to have. Yeah, and I'm they sure. do not give a rat's patui. Patui. Patui.
1: We call those donuts in
0: English. Oh, they don't give a rat's donut. Yeah,
1: there we go. There we go.
0: The first thing is, is that we are not going to see. Any mention or even visual of the paper game existing in any form of advertisement, promotion, anything coming out of the mothership will all say and be about arena and digital, even in small, subtle ways. And I'll give you an example of something that happened. The Throne of Eldraine uh, ad with the gingerbread uh, uh, couple and Yeah, at the end of it it didn't say Magic the Gathering. At the end of it, it said Magic Arena. And this was the ad for the new set. And I was shocked that it yeah. would do that. And so this is what I mean, where they're not even going to say our game is Magic the Gathering. They're going to say our game is Magic Arena. Sure. That that's that- the game. And it's like, yeah, there's packs, but, but like uh... we're not interested in e- in saying that there's a duality of digital and paper. All that will come from a th- Official Sources even down to things like that that even the logo might change to just magic arena
1: sure So as you just seen the throne of El Drain trailer that dropped around the time Oh a little bit before we did that 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 video showed that they were using the arena branding at the end of the trailers Now which is a kind of a surprise and a shock and it put a lump in my throat. of like, oh, no. Yes uh, however that is no longer the case. So Throne of Dream was dropping with an arena tag at the end of it and a play now on Arena and a link in the description sort of thing at the end. Come play right now. Right. Crimson Vowel trailer that came out about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago from this recording, has Magic the Gathering, some petals, and then like the tagline for the set. We're back to the old school. Right. This is a product that you probably want to buy from your store, play in your store, play physically or purchase online or whatever, but it's not directing you to Arena anymore. It's, it's at a least small the paper. I
0: don't think they're directing thing. you to the store. They'd rather you buy it from them on Amazon. I but said the store. That could be the direct yes, magic yes. store. Like but, yeah, uh, another example of this, which I don't think, I don't even know that this had happened, but people pointed it out where they started putting adverts in booster packs that literally said... No table required.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: and, it was, and and it literally showed, like, I think a card kind of exploding, an arena coming out of it or something to that effect. It was awful. No table required. But now the adverts are very pro-paper gaming, and they are actually encouraging the idea of paper cards, paper gaming, gaming with friends, gaming at your local game store, all of that. And this is where I think that our predictions were correct that they were doing this, but they turned around and they realized that paper is where the future of Magic the Gathering that, is at.
1: That is saying we're, we're sort of like, we are we're like got it all right, and the ones we didn't get right was because they changed the direction.
0: We were going to be right, I swear to God. I actually think, like, joking aside, I actually think it's that the ones that we were right on, we were right on, but the ones that we were right on also are ones they stopped and have turned around yeah. on because them being right was wrong for the game. Well,
1: oh, that's, uh, <laughs> I don't even know if you just said a sentence that makes sense. You said so many wrongs and rights.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Welcome it, Dice to Dice we? Removal. We've just said so many wrongs and rights. Uh, Where do yeah. you think then, so we're about two plus years from that video. When we sit down in two plus years and talk again, do you think that they'll have switched, that it'll be a new digital client that, that, that's all no, their emphasis? I can't, I
1: can't imagine a new digital client coming that soon. I, I wouldn't rule it out. And, I mean, that's, and it sounds ridiculous. I'll be very angry the day that all my wild cards are useless because I already put, as a business, as part of my brand and, like, my company's putting money into a arena to to do the
0: videos. You make. have a business? But, oh, my God. What does it do?
1: Um, We, we take Wombles off the Wimbledon Common. But we and call we those re- donuts. Right, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I'll be mad. I'll be livid. <laughs> uh, but I can see it happening at some point, but I don't reckon within Not two, two years, years. That seems extreme and silly for them. <laughs> but who knows? Well, right. where do you see it to you? <laughs> Commander is the focus now, right? So are we... I can see Wizards doing a paper event, one or two a year, big Mm -hmm. ones, which are Command Fests, right? I I can see that happening as the one thing that they support.
0: I predict Wizards of the Coast will have an event that they run, but mostly just for show. It'll probably be called Command Fest, if not Magic Fest. But I think it'll largely just be like... It'll almost be just like a uh, performative kind of thing to say we did it, I actually predict two years from now the name of the video. So we've had the future of magic is commander. We've had uh, uh, the future of magic is paper. I think the video might be titled the future of magic is one v one. And I think,
1: mm, I think
0: now that does not mean I'm predicting any decline in commander. What I'm predicting is that Commander will still be up at the top and rising, but I think the 1v1 competitive formats will play catch up because they're the perfect palette cleanser to Commander. Sure. Commander used to be the palette cleanser to 1v1 formats. You'd play in your competition, then you would get your Commander game uh, if you still had a hang- hanker in for some magic. I believe that people are going to really enjoy now getting 1v1 competitions uh, in between Commander I games. I also think
1: it's a very different audience. Like I said earlier, the majority of people on Twitch right now I watch people play 1v1, right? Yeah.
0: And people want to compete
1: in many ways. But I also think it's it's got a different accessibility in terms of uh, game experience, because you can play Arena on the toilet and you can play one quick game of 1v1, where Commander, that's just not a thing, right? Because right. Commander games takes so long. So I wonder if that's a different way of making Magic accessible to more audiences yeah, and stuff. the exactly. Thing. However, however new digital client in five years or whatever. No, 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 no. No, no. But what I'm saying is if if and when, yes. I think they will set off the back of multiplayer. Yeah, I that think that's be, a really smart But That might even be a fumble. That might a smart prediction. Oh, my prediction's always smart. But it might be like you're right and I'm right that, 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 that this gives a different facet, a different angle for Magic to get other gamers involved. And they just see the holy cow of, wow, this is Commander mm-hmm. and this is multiplayer. Here's our new client that's multiplayer. And we don't see that eventual tick up in eSports or Twitch or streaming or whatever.
0: I think that companies like Channel Fireball Star City Games, and as yet, perhaps unknown companies that will emerge or game stores that decide to begin their own so thing. Someone
1: the comments right now. Right now. N- NRG,
0: good, good, great stuff, all that good stuff. I believe that they're going to do a better job that Watsy did and that without the Watsy leash on them, someone's going to crack the code and it's going to be the big hot thing and it will be competitive magic that you go to And I think that that will in no way unseat Commander. Commander is going to be what's at the... Everybody's going to go down with their Commander decks. Commander's going to be bigger than ever. I simply think that 1v1 will catch up. I think 1v1 has been stagnating, not because of the pandemic. Everyone goes, well, it was pandemic. So what? So Commander still exploded. I think 1v1 has been stagnating because who's been at the wheel? And I think with independent businesses, with... Minds that are interested in a bigger picture. Minds that profit off of modern sales and legacy sales. And even, you know, there's a big popper event at the Channel Fireball event. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that old entrepreneurial ship sort of thing is someone's going to really do something right. I, I, I don't think... know if it's Channel Fireball. I don't know if it's as yet unnamed. But someone, it's going to explode. It's so going to you... be this magic thing that will suddenly be the new Hot.
1: I'm excited because we haven't talked about this point. I think yeah.
0: I think you're onto something because I think that I'm always onto something. All these predictions came true except yeah. this one, this one, this one, this uh, one. Again, this if one. you if
1: you're the cynic throwing stuff at the wall, some of it sticks. Yeah. Anyway, I think you're onto something here because you're right that wizards are confined within a certain box. There'll be brand deals that they don't want to make because they're ordered with a different brand and right. so on and so on, where like, you know, Star City can get involved with Red Bull ones and then Channel Five will get involved with them. this is just, you know, hypothetical. One anecdote that I uh, I want to say here that kind of rings to this is that I remember when we were doing coverage at LA, the one coverage of GP that I did before coverage really went the way of Dodo. Right. And uh, there was a point where I've been told to get some tokens to put into play mm. under the cameras to, to show off some elemental tokens from a Pyromancer, a young Pyromancer. Yeah. And I grabbed some of RK Post, I believe it was, his little Charmander's. We mm-hmm. put them out. And then we got an email from Wizards being like, get rid of the Pokemon tokens, please. Change them to something else. But once Wizards aren't involved, that doesn't matter, and you yeah. get—I'm not saying Charm Mana Tokens are going to reinvigorate one v one Commander, but it one v one Magic. But it does show the fact that you can do a bit more carefree. You can get other brands involved. Yeah, you can have, you can have sponsorships on your tokens, for example. All sorts sure. you could do that Wizards probably never would do. Right, so I think you're onto something. That that could be the reinvigoration of the esports space. You've have Taco Bell sort of tokens,
0: online. Yokiro, pay the one, and you could literally eat them. Like a little taco shell with- No, it needs to be Taco like Taco Bell, so you can't you can't eat oh, Taco. So
1: r- just like, ta- just <laughs> just like, like taco, taco Bell. Bell. That's what you're trying to say.
0: I just <laughs> lost so many subscribers because Magic players seem to love at least American Magic players love nah, taco, Bell. Taco, taco Bell. I'm not Bell a fan, so I do bad. not I do not taco like Bell Taco Bell. Is so bad. Uh, but yeah, exactly. And I think that and and that's a really good example of that could have been a moment where then people who have never seen RK Posts tokens at home are seeing them. They didn't realize they could go down there and not pay an entry fee and just shop at RK Post thing. Yep. They want to go down and pick up some tokens. It's this sort of thing. And then they start showing off different artist tokens every time, always doing it. All this stuff. It, there's there's combustion waiting to happen. And so also my prediction of the future is paper is the future of Magic the Gathering is Magic the Gathering. Because Magic the Gathering, I don't think is going to show any signs of, of stopping in this explosion. I simply predict that the giant financial explosion that Wizards of the Coast has witnessed is going to spread. And I think that because they've, in the same way, in a lot of ways, Wizards of the Coast enabled the success of Flesh and Blood, and they're doing quite well, a little bird tells me. And they're doing quite well, specifically, those events, the Flesh and Blood Mm -hmm. GPs, that was a turning point, as I also predicted. And it was, but it was.
1: Yeah, it was a make or break moment.
0: It was a make or break moment, and it was a huge success. And it's going nowhere but up. And I think that in the same way that this other company essentially succeeded because of Watsi walking away, I think companies within Magic, both new and existing, are about to see explosions of their own, where someone is going to crack that code of the 1v1, which is the, it's the, it's the one thing that's, that's, that's kind of lingering in Magic right now with all the emphasis on Commander. And I don't think that means 1v1 goes away, and I don't think it means it replaces Commander. I think it means it joins it. And that's where I think we're going. And then Watsi, oh no will set its eyes on there because WotC hates someone other than them making I money. To, I was
1: about to say that's the, that's the other flip side of this is that if Flesh and Blood's calling events and their Pro Tools are stuff doing very, very well and they attract sponsors and they become the eSport card game in the physical space that Wizards kind of really,
0: really want it to be, they, I can see them emulating and copying stuff. We've already, the frames They do, they'll it take it over, they'll emulate it, they'll copy it, they're gonna wanna be in charge and then two years after that video, it's magic is ruined forever <laughs> because of Wizards of the Coast ruining competitive play. Ah! <laughs>